Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a mindset and manifestation coach, guiding women to manifest next level abundance, success and happiness, making their wildest dreams their new normal. Expect new episodes every Monday with myself and guest experts, full to the brim with inspirational stories and expert guidance on all things business, mindset, spirituality, personal growth and so much more. Consider this podcast a permission slip to put yourself first, say yes to your dreams and manifest a life even better than your vision board. To find out more about joining our incredible membership community, the Put Yourself First Sisterhood, or to discover my transformational one-to-one and group programs, head to cathorrocks.com to get all of the juicy details that you need on investing in yourself and working with me to create your dream life. If you're ready to step into your next level, you're in exactly the right place. So let's dive in. Today's podcast is an insight into some of the personal work I've been doing and a bit of a, an inquiry, a self-awareness moment for you to consider. Um, I'm sure you're going to resonate with something I'm going to share in this episode. And this is based on a model of therapy, if that's the right term, you know, turn of words, um, called internal family systems. Essentially, the concept is that we create parts of ourselves. You know, we have different parts, different aspects of our identity that keep us safe, that protect us, that we've learned to take on from a young age and these aspects keep our inner child safe from harm, you know, from experiencing shame, from um, being judged or being blamed or, you know, experiencing anything negative. And often as adults, the weird thing is that these parts can become like really... um, pronounced aspects of our identity and I was just saying this with a client the other day um one of my long-term clients you know we've done so much deep work with her on the aspects of herself that she learned to be she learned to behave as a child to keep herself safe and we've really worked to process that pain and process some of that trauma and and move forward into a new way of being you know a new way of doing things and so I feel like so much of personal development as an adult is coming to know these parts of ourselves um coming to accept them to love them to understand them and then moving forward from there you know, whether that be um, releasing these parts, giving them less power over our lives, um, 
you know, some people will feel them go completely. Some people will come to love and accept them and be kinder to them when they show up. And so they'll show up less. For me, the goal really is to live as your higher self. The Your higher self is the wise, intuitive um, version of you who knows. She knows what she wants. She knows she's worthy. She knows she's a child of God and the universe. She knows she deserves everything she desires. She knows she's worthy of love. She knows that she's, you know, she knows to set boundaries. All of the things that we're, we're always, you know, working on in this world. She knows all of that. She's wise. She's intuitive. And so for me, the goal always is to to step into that version of myself, that part of myself as much as I can. However, when we're triggered, when things are going wrong, when we feel emotions coming up, these parts can take over to protect us. And so I want to introduce you to my parts. (laughs) Sounds like split personality disorder or something really dramatic. It's not we all will experience this and like I say I know some of you are going to resonate with these but you might want to create some of your own parts after this and investigate them give them a name give them a role you know what what are you doing when this part is taking over is in the driver's seat what's happening what is it protecting you from So beginning with the hustler, the hustler, the boss babe hustler, (laughs) this part of me is organised, she's always doing amazing, she needs to be the best, right, she loves validation, she loves working really hard, she needs acceptance and validation, I put in my notes, validation is like oxygen to the hustler, she externalizes her self-worth so the harder she works the more money she has in her bank the more successful her business is the more accolades she has whatever you know the the longer she works the better she is as a person that's what the hustler believes and for me the hustler really comes out to be honest not a lot at all anymore but certainly in the past when I've been triggered by anything self-worth related because if I'm stressed or I'm struggling with low self-image, low self-worth my instinct is to go to work more. You know if I'm worried about, if I'm in scarcity my knee-jerk reaction is to control the situation, to work more, to to try to strive for more. So that's my hustler. Maybe you resonate with having that aspect of yourself too. The other part of me is the people-pleaser. So the people-pleaser is the part of me that wants to be friends with the popular girl at school. (laughs) <laughs> that want that wants nothing more than to be liked. 
she will hold back her truth to avoid confrontation or rejection. She needs to avoid rejection or judgment at any cost, even if that cost is staying quiet, staying small, abandoning herself. The people pleaser has been really present for me in the past year, specifically because I've been working on showing up more unapologetically and really taking up more space and saying what the fuck I want to say and releasing, you know, this constant fear of rejection and judgment that the people pleaser has. And so what can often happen when we're working on an aspect is that part is going to it's going to fight for its life, you know, the people pleaser within me who doesn't want to piss people off, she wants to be liked, she doesn't want to piss the popular girl off, she doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want to upset anyone, she really shows up in those moments where I am taking up space, I am being more of myself and she gets really scared about that because she thinks that if someone doesn't like her, and this is especially shown up in business, in the industry, it's funny because obviously coaching is very female, like I think there's largely male dominated aspects of personal development and female dominated, I'm sure you've seen what I mean, but Obviously, in the realm of spirituality, um, mindset, certainly like manifestation, I think it is very, it is very female dominated, and it's triggered a lot of sisterhood shit for me, um, especially some negative experiences I've had, and it's really amplified my people pleaser she's needed a lot of regulation and a lot of comfort over the past year and now I feel like I'm so strong and so supportive of myself and my truth that I can very quickly kind of talk her down when she appears but it's taken a long time. The next part is the good girl Oh, the good girl. This for me is a very, very um, strong childhood aspect. So the good girl in me is a perfectionist. She's always trying to be better. She's She always wants to be, be- the best. Um, she wants to be the good girl because she's terrified of being told off. I discovered in therapy that being told off, being wrong, you know, being um, criticised or chastised or shouted at is a real trigger for me. If I think that I've done something wrong, then that sends my good girl into this total panic mode. So the good girl The people pleaser wants to be liked by her peers, I would say. The good girl wants to be liked and to be impressive to authority figures, to people that she perceives above her. 
because she likes impressing those people. She loves to be praised by those people. It's that like teacher's pet. I've always joked about having that within me. You know, if I go to um, a seminar or a workshop, I always sit at the front. (laughs) I always sit at the front. I always ask loads of questions. I always put my hand up. Like, I love that because the good girl within me loves to be seen as as doing well, as, as impressive, especially if I perceive someone to have authority. She essentially wants to be the good girl because she wants to avoid any blame or shame. So she hates criticism. She can be incredibly sensitive to criticism. And the good girl and the people pleaser they kind of are often in cahoots (laughs) so they're different in who they want to please if you will but they often bounce off each other so if I'm people pleasing often the good girl is also there wanting to be perfect and perfectly sweet and not put a foot wrong the next aspect of me the part that I recognised in therapy is my control freak. So this is my anxiety. When I'm worrying, when I'm anxious, when I'm hypervigilant, my control freak is online. (laughs) Um, My control freak hates uncertainty she hates surrender. Um, She's often triggered when the good girl is at risk of being told off. So this is the other thing with parts. They'll often like activate each other and kind of bounce off each other. So when I feel like I might be told off or when I feel like I've done something wrong, often I'll the control freak will swoop in and try and obsess over the situation, ruminate on the situation, overthink everything. You know, if I've been in a, this is the part of me that if you've come out of, something I used to be really triggered by is if someone said something, like if I had a interaction with someone and I perceived that they felt upset or they were you know they were emotionally triggered by something that I said this is the part of me that will ruminate on that for days afterwards and so it's a protective mechanism um because something I learned in therapy is that for me being hyper vigilant and being a control freak really comforted me as a child because I felt like I was fully aware of my situation and I was very attuned and like hyper aware of my environment and my surroundings you know very aware if someone was pissed off like so whilst it's it's almost like you know sometimes when someone worries about something 
and the worst thing you can say is, oh, I'm sure they didn't think that. Well, there is a big aspect of me that is actually very empathetic and very sensitive to other people's emotional response. So whilst it it might it is often the case, there's also many times where I've been hypervigilant about something for a reason because someone has genuinely been pissed off at me. <laughs> or like they did they were triggered like when they looked at me like that. So the funny thing is in the past like that has affirmed the control freak because she's gone see see it was worth it was worth worrying about wasn't it (laughs) I don't know if anyone can resonate with that I'm sure you can so that control freak she loves to jump in um when there's any perceived threat or danger she loves to she loves to jump in and try and be aware of everything to the point where when i've been my mental health was has been at its lowest i reckon like i remember 12 months ago my mental health was really low this is before i started therapy um i my my control freak was so strong that I was basically planning for the absolute worst to happen in my life. You know, planning for the absolute worst to happen in my business, even though there was no evidence that that was happening. It really is that scarcity feeling, but the control freak, like she feels protected, she feels safe if she's imagining the worst. When in reality, in the present moment, nothing bad is happening. All that's doing is creating stress in my body. So the control freak is a funny one and probably one that um, when I'm, when my mental health is bad, that's my, I would say my control freak is probably my go-to. Because I feel like the hustler, the people pleaser, the good girl, they're all pretty um, on board with my new life, (laughs) my new self, you know, the evolution of healing and, and growth that I've been through. The control freak still, she's quite a strong one, she likes to come out. (laughs) The next part is the independent woman. So this is my avoidance, that I don't need anyone, all I need is me, stay away from me, I'm just going to isolate myself and never ask for help because I can do it all myself and I'd rather do it all myself than risk being let down by you. (laughs) That's her MO, the independent woman who can relate to that one. So avoidance is her name of the game. She protects herself from being hurt by withdrawing. She feels validated by her independence. Um, And she has like that, an aspect of, I guess, like victim mindset. Nobody understands me. Nobody trusts me. Um, Something I shared on Instagram recently is an intrusive thought that I have had for most of my life this has gone in the past year again 
I cannot fucking tell you how much work I've done on myself in the past year. I feel like every single coach says that. They're like, guys, I'm leveling up. I'm take everything's in the next level. It's true. <laughs> what I'm saying is real. Um, I've never, I've never poured my heart and soul into my own healing and my own, you know, inner child healing, trauma, um, personal development, goal setting, manifestation than I have in the past year. So something I shared on Instagram recently is this intrusive thought that I would have and the intrusive thought was, Kat, you can't trust anyone. You can't trust anyone, Kat. They're gonna leave. You know, you you can't rely on them. You can't trust anyone but yourself. And obviously that is not conducive to healthy relationships because there was one point years and years ago and this is at a really low point, I literally got up in the middle of the night and I've never shared this anywhere online by the way so I don't even know why this is coming out of my mouth but it is. I got up in the middle of the night a few years ago and because my intrusive thought was telling me I was lying next to my boyfriend in bed and my intrusive thought was saying, Kat, no, like, no one in your life loves you. You need to leave. You need to be on your own so you can be safe. You know, you can't rely on anyone. You can't trust them. They don't want you around. And it wasn't, it, it's not like, it's not suicidal. I want to make that very clear. It's definitely not suicidal, but it's more so not wanting the the <laughs> the pain and the risk and the vulnerability of of it all kind of like wishing everything was simple wishing that everything could just go away any anyone who struggled with anxiety or depression or anything like that i'm sure can relate where I would never do anything to myself but I also felt like getting up was a bit of a chore. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Do you catch me? So yeah, this intrusive thought literally made me get up in the middle of the night and leave my boyfriend's house and drive, go to drive home to my mum and dad's house in the middle of the night because I was like, you need to leave, you need to leave. And he literally rang me whilst I was in the car and was like, where the fuck are you? What are you doing? Please come back. And it was just such a, such a big time. There was so much transition happening. And I think what was probably happening now I recognize, you know, after God, that, that really sparked, I would say the real deep spiritual work I do and the real deep trauma healing and inner child work that I do because I realised that it was almost like my my childhood trauma and all of the like all of the mental health stuff that I'd experienced on and off kind of bubbled up to the surface like a volcano 
So the independent woman for me is has really been this mask of everything, like I'm strong, I'm independent, I don't need anyone, to, to almost like back up that, that false story that I can't trust anyone. And she is gone now. <laughs> she is very much at the back of the bus. <laughs> she doesn't really have much say. But what I will say, which is really interesting, is she is triggered and comes out when I'm in an argument with Adam. Because that avoidance attachment can sometimes can sometimes like come back in but I'm very conscious of it and I'm very aware of that voice saying retreat 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 and I choose differently I I like regulate myself so that I can stay open I can ask for help I can continue you know, having a conversation. So that's my independent woman. And the last part, and I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's others that I could add, but I would say when I did this, these are the most prominent for me. Um, my last part is my hard ass, or my cold, cold-hearted bitch. It was another, was another way I wanted to put it, but I felt like that was quite mean for myself. So, <laughs> my hard ass the very like uptight anal like rigid part of me she has high expectations of others and herself she's very quick to judge she's very quick to blame and shame she applies a ton of pressure to not fuck up so this is the part of me that puts a lot of pressure on myself I would say this is like my inner critic. Um, she can at the same time be very defensive and will argue her corner. Um, this inner critic also hands over personal power to a disagreement or ruminates over all the reasons that they were wrong. So when I'm criticised you know, the hard ass almost can protect the other parts from feeling blame and shame by projecting that out. So, you know, if, um, let's say I read a negative review or I get a shitty DM, someone wants a refund, you know, whatever. When those things have happened in the past, this part is very defensive and she can hand over her personal power by feeling anger, you know, by ruminating over something or finding fuel from defending herself. Um, Because she has such high expectations of herself, she can have that for other people. And this is the inner critic part of me that I've experienced in the past a lot of shame because it doesn't feel good to be that uptight (laughs) 
obviously it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good for me and it certainly doesn't feel good when other people experience that i think this is the this is like the other side the shadow side of the hustler right because if when everything is going great you feel great what happens when everything's going to shit (laughs) or something has gone wrong or you've made a mistake it's like you can't place so much emphasis and so much importance on external things to provide internal comfort because that's never that's like building a house on sand you know it's not a solid foundation so the hard ass part of me can also um explode so after feeling resentful when boundaries have been crossed usually due to like people pleaser or good girl not setting a boundary with people in the past the hard ass will come out and explode and project and do all other sorts of nonsense so she's very critical of me but also can be critical of other people too and that is probably the part that I felt most shame around because when you think about it you know the hustler the people pleaser the good girl the independent woman these parts are so put on a fucking pedestal in society for women boss babe boss bitch girl boss good girl such a nice girl such a sweet girl you know so so helpful so nice, so such a quiet girl, never any trouble. Or, oh my god, you do so much by yourself, how do you juggle it all? These, these aspects are put on a pedestal and the weird thing is that most parts do have good aspects, you know? It's helpful, <laughs> like, it is helpful to be a workaholic in many ways. It is helpful to be a people pleaser. Like these aspects of us move us forward in life. They get us places where we want to go. They nurture relationships that we want. And we need to have that nuanced look at them and really see when they're out of control and they're in the driver's seat. That's when things are out of balance. You know, that's when the part has too much power essentially because these parts of us are learned behaviors learned aspects of our personality because our personality is learned (laughs) you know so much of our personality our ego is like a shell um like a mask like a public persona if you will that we learn to be in order to stay safe in order to survive in order to you know operate in the world be loved be accepted be welcomed all of that stuff that we want and so we can honor these parts of ourselves and we can also recognize when they're not serving us and when they're too out of balance so 
I hope that this was interesting for you to hear. Like I say, this is based on something called internal family systems. Um, if you want to look into that. And another great coach that can help you with or can in- include this in his work is Josh Connolly. I'm going to be interviewing Josh on the podcast very soon, so that'll be out in a couple months or in a you know in a few weeks' time. But his program in a you is amazing and introduced me to this work, and then I brought it into my therapy as well and spoke about it with my therapist. So highly recommend Josh Connolly's in a you and just looking into internal family systems I think there's some books that you can get to learn more about this if you wanted to look into it for yourself so hope you enjoyed I would love to hear if anything I shared in today's episode resonated it's obviously a very raw vulnerable one I'm literally giving you an insight into my trauma hey (laughs) fun times on Monday podcast but this is important work, you know, this is the real, the real shit that we're dealing with as humans, so I welcome your DMs, voice notes, um, emails, just any way you'd like to reach out and share, I'd love to hear from you, so contact at cathorrocks.com is my email, if you're on Instagram, the best place is to DM me, um, send me a message, drop me a voice note, whatever you want to share, from this episode. That's at cat underscore horrocks. And I am taking on new one-to-one clients throughout August for a September start. So if you're interested in one-to-one life coaching or business coaching, because I offer both, tons of mindset, intuitive guidance, spirituality involved in both, very deep inner work, as well as bespoke guidance on goals, manifestation for you and your circumstances. But of course, life, we dive really deep into you, your self-image, your self-belief, your, you know, it could be a career goal, um, inner work, confidence, self-love. With business, we delve into your business growth, your business goals, strategy, as well as all of the mindset work too. So I'd love to hear from you if you're interested to find out more. There's an application on my website or you can DM me on Instagram if you want to chat more and see if it's a good fit for you. Hold up, gorgeous. If you loved today's episode, I invite you to screenshot your podcast app right now. Do it right now. And DM me on Instagram, tag me in your stories. I'm at cat underscore horror. Share your biggest takeaway with me. Share your light bulb moment. I cannot wait to connect and DM with you. I want you to know that you make a huge difference in sharing this podcast and getting this free 
resource into the hands of women who need it too. Is there a friend, a colleague, a loved one, a family member? If you can think of one woman who would love this conversation, please WhatsApp it to her, DM her, email her the link, spread the word. You could make someone's day. You could change someone's life sharing this resource. You play a huge role in spreading the message. Women worldwide deserve to put themselves first and say yes to their next level. If you haven't already, I invite you also to review the podcast in your podcast app to let other women know it's impactful, it's worth subscribing, it's worth tuning in. That means the absolute world. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of this amazing community and sharing this message. May the abundance, the blessings, the prosperity come back to you tenfold. I adore you, I am grateful for you, and I cannot wait to connect with you again very soon.